Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of Misery Hunters is brought to you by KP Creative. KP Creative helps businesses grow their business identity online and in print. Through methods of powerful branding, web design and a strategy of how to communicate with your prospective consumers. KP Creative specialises in web design, web development, UI, UX design, brand identity and print design. Not only all of that, they are based in Paisley and are St Mirren fans. So, if you're wanting to get your brand off the ground or take it to the next level, go to kpcreative.co.uk. That is kpcreative.co.uk and creative is also spelt with a K. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me today is Ross Davidson. Hello. And Craig Devine. Alright. And before we get into the extremely depressing part of being a St. Martin fan, we'll talk about the game later, um, we'll start with an opening question. Uh, this one is actually inspired from a Twitter conversation between a few members of the Misery Hunters team and part-time fan on Twitter. Uh, I have absolutely zero knowledge of wrestling, uh, but we're, we're comparing some players to members of the wrestling world. So I'm going to tag someone else in to help me here. <laughs> uh, as part-time fan himself, Mark Jarden. Hello, how's it going? Thanks for having me on, and congratulations on the very smooth wrestling reference. Incredible. <laughs> and that's as much as my wrestling... Uh, knowledge and references will I'll have so I'll just throw it out to I'll throw it out to you Mark you can start us off cool, cool. well I, I don't um, I'm not claiming any of these to be good but they're, they're here uh, I've got Tony Fitz as Hulk Hogan massive in the 80s at his best with Ash and Fitzamania um, I just think has got a lot of potential there that, the merch possibilities up in Fitzamania are huge huge so I do know that part of wrestling and I have to say if um, <laughs> Tony Fitz started doing interviews with us finishing in the top six and ending every sentence with brother, I think <laughs> it would uh, just I mean. be that much better. <laughs> but like, I'll say what you want, Tony, on you top go. Top six, brother. <laughs> it says, some of his interviews are like a wrestling promo though. He talks after shite and then believes me. <laughs> right, who's the, um, I believe that Recently or currently, the the champion is a guy from Ayrshire. And just to give you a bit of backstory on him, he started at a really small Scottish organisation, and then get his head turned by money and went to like one of the big ones, and then get binned and came back to a small Scottish team. 
and said it was like coming home. <laughs> and then he pissed off again as soon as he got offered. But I can't big prick from Ayrshire that's got no loyalty. I can't, um, mm. I can't yeah. think of a, a player. No, no, that's, no, that's, that's a difficult one. That's a difficult one. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> no one's coming to mind. <laughs> you, better get, you, be, you better get this right or you'll have egg in your face. No way. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> 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 that nearly went under the wing there. That nearly went under. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> If you'll let me keep rambling on, then I've got two more. I've Aye got Tomo as Ric Flair. He was his best with other people, but he came home in the end, and his hair is magnificent. <laughs> That's your Ric Flair. <laughs> on brand for the podcast, I've got Alex Ray as the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> magnificent. I like that. it. I like it. Mostly associated with something that's been dead for, for quite a while. <laughs> that, well, that's all it is. No more. Dead, but everybody pretends it comes back to life <laughs> <then> again. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're hard to beat, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to even attempt to contend with them, but I had uh, Stone Cold Tam Brown. <laughs> we angry, we'd kick the shit out of anybody and didn't take no prisoners. Uh, I had Gary McKenzie as China. The strong, silent type who would kick your head in at the drop of a hat. But that's the most that I got, other than what we were saying on Twitter. That's the two that best I could come up with, which is pretty shameful considering I still watch wrestling at the age of 32. <laughs> <laughs> I just went for uh, name based puns. The Alex Ray one I had was uh, instead of Bubba Ray Dudley, it was Alex Ray Dudley. Get the table. Um, doing the table. What <laughs> <laughs> um, was on? I had uh, Nikolai Brock Madsen as the Brock. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Oh, yeah. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of that. You, you put yourself out there. I'm a, I'm a supporter of that. I thought, I thought you're. Uh, sorry, you carry on. I think you're probably about to say it, but I thought one of yours was genius. Born mine? Aye. Uh, God, I can't remember what else I did. <laughs> what? Uh, Alan Ray's Reed Dog. Oh, Alan Reed, I read dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible, dog. It's terrible, man. That was when we were on the we were on the DX slant, and I had uh, Danny Lennon in my head as X Pack, <laughs> <laughs> just for the hair. <laughs> what? Who but, was uh, it you said for? Um, was it Gary McKenzie? After that, the rumours that have been coming out about him in that hotel. That's <laughs> a bit more of a Hulk Hogan thing, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I know, I was unbelievable. What a story. Allegedly. Oh, true. Yeah. Allegedly. It was uh, allegedly I, but it was it was strange because I kinda read the headline at first on Reddit and it was like a football player caught being a fanny. Mackenzie <laughs> <laughs> and before I read the story I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Probably been steaming and done something and sure enough. It's not a surprise. We, we watch eleven fannies every Saturday, so it's not really <laughs> football has been fannies, isn't it? A shock. No, there's a high percentage that <laughs> that if a f- Fanny is in a headline, he's most likely played for Sutman at some point. <laughs> I know you with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to uh, move us on to, I know we don't really want to talk about it that much, but <laughs> what we technically are here for is talking about the Dundee United game. Uh, luckily I was working and didn't get to see any of it and I only saw the highlights so again I don't get to talk much about it and I'm just going to leave it up to you to talk for most of it again so who wants to take it away 
Luckily, I was drinking and I didn't see much either. So. <laughs> I think uh, Mark and I had the misfortune of watching all of it or most of it. Correct. Uh, I'm pretty pissed off, to be honest. Continually pissed off with the performances, even before the game kicked off. Um, that team selection is just totally bizarre. I, I don't understand what was going on. How Conley couldn't get a start after... Uh, he's decent showing against Celtic. Now, I know there's an argument there to say he might not have been able to play two games in a short space of time, but his replacement in the 11 was a guy, Kyle McAllister, who can't play 90 minutes at all, never mind two games in a week. So, Conley showed what he was all about when he came on. So, I thought that was really bizarre. I thought playing Obika in the left behind. Uh, of uh, the left of a front three behind Irwin was odd. I thought they were maybe going to go for the Ross Stewart kind of tactic that County use and fire him out in the left wing and come off the second balls, but the ball never went near a beaker at all. So that was a bizarre tactic. I just thought we were totally disjointed and I'm fed up with it, to be honest. We, just, we can't hold the ball in the middle of the park. We can't hit the target. We can't score goals. We can't defend. Uh, we're in a, a really poor situation, to be honest. I think the, the frustrating thing for me is that, at least in squad terms, we're more settled than we've been in, in like seasons. Like uh, I think that's that's at the root of why I'm disappointed. I don't think I'd be as disappointed if we were just shite the entire game either. But the fact that it came out and it kind of worked for like I don't know, was it 25 minutes or something? 20 minutes. You, you can see that the players. If they're, you know, with the kind of run of the, you know, run of the ball and stuff, that they're capable. But uh, as you were saying there, a big kind of white left is just, it's just a waste. That he doesn't win much in the air. It's just not his, his game at all. I actually think Irwin's much better at that, and he's mobile and he seems to have kind of close control and his heads up for a pass. As much as I'd rather he was through the middle, if you're going to do that, I don't know why Abika's not in the middle to just do what he does and, and kind of snap up on, on things and fire shots away. And then you've you've kind of just got him lost out to the out to the side it, uh, again. Just the same as what you were saying, um, Kyle's kind of flattening to to deceive just now. I, I think looking at two of them, I, I don't think Connolly's been been perfect at all. I think he's a bit of a rough diamond, but he strikes me as a sixty-minute player. Just go in, let him spin until he's shattered, and then McAllister's a half-hour player. Just now you throw him on when people are tired, and he might you know shimmy someone the wrong way or, or score a free kick or, or something but McAllister from the start McAllister on set pieces as well it's just so so the, I'd love to I'd love to know what, what Goodwin knows and why why that's picked the way it is because from the I was going to say from the terraces but from mm. the, the couch I, I don't get it it's frustrating Ross, I don't know what knows because it seems as if we keep constantly changing lineup and formation and I think it's having such a negative effect that he doesn't seem to know his best 11 I wonder if that's got a lot to do with it. It doesn't seem to be settled. It doesn't seem to be coherent. And there's some, to be quite honest, there's some odd decisions getting made at times. That's the thing that's getting to me more than anything and pissing me off. And mm-hmm. it's just making me kind of tired of the whole thing. He had some very strange like tactical decisions last season, Goodwin, and you kind of put it aside to him still learning. But you can't continue making that no. Uh, excuse up for him like that he's still a young manager and he's still learning he's still finding like at this point 
we need someone that knows a wee bit more of what they're doing like with a proper plan uh, and it doesn't look like he has much of a plan or if he has a plan he doesn't really have a backup plan but uh, going back to Kyle McAllister Ross you had some interesting stats on Kyle McAllister have you got them to hand? I do <clears throat> excuse me he's clear he's the throat eight, for this speech eight games this season right as we all have he's last the longest he's lasted was 65 minutes in a game in the home game against Ross County which is poor. You would like to think he maybe last 90 minutes in at least one of those games this season. Especially, Especially when, when this no. is the fittest he's ever been. Exactly what I was just Alleged- about to say. <laughs> Allegedly. His last, his last goal was in the away leg of the playoff final against Dundee United. Uh, no, his last 90 minutes, sorry, was that. And his last goal was even further back than that, 31st of August, the way to Livingston. Now, this is meant to be a talisman. This is meant to be a special player. This is the guy that Goodwin was talking all about prior to the season starting a bit. Again, mm-hmm. how fit he is, how sharp he is. He's lost a stone. He's going to be a diamond. And if he can't last 90 minutes at all, I, there's a story behind it and I don't think we're getting the full story. And when the situation we're in now, with the amount of games we've lost in a row, we need guys that are capable of turning up and playing or at least lasting 90 minutes and doing a job, and I don't think Kyle does any of them, to be honest. Yeah, we don't really have... Kyle's in there. Sorry. No, I was just going to we don't really have the squad depth to carry a player like that, but um, on you go, Mark, what were you saying? Yeah, I was going to say something similar. I, I, I totally get it, like Kyle being, you know, that kind of like flair player or kind of wild card almost, but the, the whole way that the good one sets up, and it, just to, to, to be clear from the start, like I'm, I'm still like a good one a good one fan to be honest I mm-hmm. think it's a rough patch but I, I do think he's kind of on balance the right guy but the character just doesn't fit what he's, he's built you've just got a team of strong mostly athletic mostly aggressive players even someone like Dermis who's a bit more kind of lightweight he, he absolutely drives to the touchline and all the good stuff I've got out of him has been you know that kind of like almost kind of raw like like high pressure high press type stuff Connolly seems to be a, a kind of mirror image of that if you can get a game out of him. Putting Kyle in there just lopsides the, the whole the whole thing. He's, he's a talented, talented footballer, but if you're setting up to have a big guy in the middle who just needs a half chance and he'll, he'll give you something, if you're putting guys across the middle of the park who are mostly tacklers, if you've got fairly immobile, um, you know, essentially four centre-halves playing across the, the back line, you can't afford to have someone who floats and then maybe does a you know a, a kind of you know flip flap or whatever every now and then and gains a half yard and, and whips a ball in it it's a kind of empty shirt in the in the team with, with everything else being set up the way it is for me it, it's frustrating that again Kyle's a player who when he's on when he's on form he's he's clearly got the talent for it but I, I just don't think he fits anymore mm-hmm. pretty spot on there yeah no I agree <clears throat> uh, as you say he's not aggressive at all it, it, I don't think he's brave. He's not a two-way player if we're in our games and up against it. He doesn't work his way back, which is more than a man down. Uh, especially against Indy United. If Abika was a man short, Kyle was also a man short on the other side. We can't afford players like that or players in those positions to not perform, uh, especially when we're, the form we're in. I mean, I think Kyle being a special player and, and whatnot... I, and he's got talent. I, I don't really think he is, to be honest. I, I, what does he show that he's a special player? I mean, we can maybe carry him if he pulls goals out of nowhere or if he's got that special bit or that special 
turn and shot, that special free kick, but he, he doesn't score, he doesn't assist. I think he's just a, a guy we're carrying off the back of one move to Derby that I don't even think he should have got in the first place. Not really done the business in second back, has he, which we, we kind of touched on last week. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, I'm, it sounds as if I'm, I'm really out to get him and I'm not. It's just... I'm, no, no, no one wants him to, to no. fail or to not do well. That's not the case at all, but it's, no, it's, it's so just, frustrating to see when... Uh, I'm just frustrated to see that he just doesn't turn up. Doesn't look bothered to me personally, body language wise. I just I don't understand it why he keeps getting picked every week. Yeah, I think we look so exposed at the back just now, and I think a lot of that's because the, the wide players in the system we're playing are, are just leaving them so so exposed. Like Rich Tate, I mean, look, tackle aside at the at the weekend, Tate's been great. I think he's he's very strong, but he's not a left fullback. No. Like with the best player in the world, that's that's not his game. And if you're leaving him kind of high and dry with Erehorn not really dropping in, and then you've got a Baker kind of wide left up the top, like there's no there's no coverage for him at all. I, I thought the you know for all for all Zlamal played his first game with twelve hours notice and didn't know anyone. The defence looks like they don't know each other now. If you told me that we'd had a centre half playing uh, against Dundee United to bet the team that morning, I'd agreed with you. Like that was. That was as good as I've seen us at the back for the goals that we we conceded mm-hmm. as well, and, and I think a lot of that's just because the system only works if everyone's in their position and everyone's grafting, and you're you're kind of picking your moments to to, to press higher up and push. And if you leave gaps at the back, then we're we're just going to get punished more often than not. Yeah. Why are you saying that we had Obika as the closest guy to Shankland when he took well, his goal at the what, weekend? What was which, say? Why would you have Obika against one of the best in the box strikers in the league? So yeah, I've got to know that it was his man, like yeah. 100%. I, was, I noticed when I was watching the, the highlights um, again just there, Like you, you obviously cannot give Shankland that amount of space and I think Obika realised that when he turned around. But see when you watch um, after McCarthy clears uh, clears the ball, have a look at what Tate is doing. I'm not 100% sure where he's supposed to be, who he's marking. And he just does this kind of thing where he... It's almost like he's jolting forward a bit on the spot as if, shit, where am I supposed to be? Uh, and yeah, it just really wasn't a, a great defensive display from us, which usually we've been we've, pra- we've been praised for for the first few games. But the past mm-hmm. couple of games, it's really been lacking and somewhat missing. Yeah, no, you're spot on, and uh, I think whoever's marking whoever, you need to remain switched on at all times. But the annoying thing is that Shanklin is probably the most dangerous guy in the park, mm-hmm. certainly for Dundee United anyway. I mean, you should be identifying where he is before that corner's taken, and somebody should be staying on him no matter what, you know, and to just switch off, whether it's Obika, he's a big guy, a, a big striker, he's not exactly good at man-to-man marking, but you should still be closer to Shankland than that and be able to identify he's the danger. And uh, it's just basic errors and lack of concentration like that that's killing us at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, they really should have listened to the podcast because I did say last week, I kind of jinxed it, that Lauren Shankland's never done anything against us. So he was sure, he was he was definitely going to score, so they should have just known. <laughs> um, it was all that chat of he's, uh, he's not scored in the Premiership and as soon as I seen that, I wish I'd just fucking put money on him scoring, to be honest, because <laughs> it was going to happen against us, wasn't always it? Always will be. I mean, Dundee United were, what, I think they'd known a two or three game losing streak, they'd lost like eight goals in their last two or something and 
step up us. Uh, we're always there. If you need a winner, you need a goal. We'll, we're we're <laughs> there for you. It kind of feels like that lately, as if we're the team that you turn to when you need a winner. I know where. I mean, it was a really inventive finish from him. You can't take that away from him. But there's there's phases in the play where it, it could have been cut out long before he even had the chance to have that shot. Um, even the second goal, it was it was almost as if they were inviting the guy to score the goal. Yeah, I, I, and I a ricochets left and right, saves, rebounds, and like you can, Zlamal can only do so much for the for the second mm. goal. He's making saves and he's getting out there, and there's absolutely no urgency from that St. Martin defence to get to go out and like challenge the ball. They just allow it to keep coming back, and when it eventually led to the player to score the goal, I think it was it might have been Jamie McGrath who was running towards him, and like a light jog. Like there was absolutely no urgency there to make a block or challenge the ball or even do anything. It was really, again, disappointing. Yeah, I was quite critical of the goalie in the first goal. I thought he should have been in the centre of his goal. He could have had a chance to maybe get a hand on Shank one strike. But you can't criticise him in the second goal. I mean, as you said there, it was just guys just no putting any effort in or it's kind of 50% effort mm-hmm. the guy can only save so many shots at him you know it's it's poor and then that's not counting the shots that we let up that they didn't score yeah and then I don't mean this is a, a, a dig at Zlamal at all um, I wonder if we've ever had somebody that started three games for us and lost all three oh before. no doubt they're guaranteed scrimmage <laughs> scrimmage <Scrimmage. laughs> Absolutely. David Cornell. <laughs> You've just blocked that all out your memory, so that's why you're just like, nah, surely that's never happened before. No, no, Broken it did, and it wasn't that long sweating. ago. <laughs> and then when we look at the, the sending off before we, we actually talk about um Connolly's goal, what was Tate thinking? Like it's literally a challenge in a nothing area of the park. It looked like almost if like you could easily usher him out for a throw in or goal kick or whatever if the ball was not already heading out, and the lunge is just stupid, absolute stupidity. And and it's like Tate's been one of our best players, and he is a, a senior <clears throat> player. He's been a captain before. He should know. Um, like you would expect a little bit more from. Aye, that's it. Was ridiculous. It was unnecessary. That there's nothing good about it. I don't know what he was thinking at all, and. He's um he's probably caused Foley to have to move back again. If not, Erehon's going to be playing at left back, which is just a a whole different kind of handicap. No criticism against Erehon because he shouldn't be playing there. But hi, what was he thinking? Yeah. It had to be Richard Tate that we'd been praising every other week until now. Yeah, I, I know. I thought it was an absolute coward's challenge. To be honest, um, I thought it was a disgraceful challenge. He knew exactly what he was doing, and. Uh, Somebody that experienced to make a challenge like that's ridiculous. Especially when you've doubled up in the corner there, the guy was going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's out of pure frustration, but he knows, he's not thinking about that at the time, but he knows how tight we are defensively, how poorly we played when Shaughnessy was out suspended and he goes and does that. Aye, the very first game we've got Shaughnessy Aye. back, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, Scandalous. just give us a break. And I think uh, we don't have the luxury of doing that, no. but if I was good when I would... I would uh, discipline him severely mm-hmm. and I would miss him out a good few games for that but we can, we can and he's to slot straight back in when he's available which is frustrating but no I'm really unhappy with that a, a guy that I like and I thought was an excellent signing but there's no excuse in that challenge it was really poor and it does more to expose how short we are at the back as well that we're looking at Erhorn yeah 
Erhahan. Erahan. Erahan. However many pronunciations the Simon TV guy can come up with. Um, yeah, he's probably going to be the one to slot in there unless we do something crazy with, I don't know, Fraser in at left back and Cammy in at right back. And then Cammy will get the game that everybody's calling for. Um, yeah. Just not in the position we'd like to see him. Uh, there was rumours um, a couple of weeks ago when we signed Erwin that apparently there was a left back coming in from England. Don't know what's happened to that, if that's just out the window now. Seems to have gone on quiet. Mm hmm. Ian Hart, I think he's, he's on his way up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just stopping at Carlisle Services, but he says it's just for a coffee. <laughs> like, um, I, I know you mentioned this before on uh, Twitter and you got quite a backlash, Ross. Andy Halliday's still available. <laughs> I, would, I would take him. Honestly, I'm, I'm not going to pull my comment back. I'm not going to retract that. I would take him. It, it might seem like a dick because he played with Rangers or. Mm-hmm. He's on open goal now and he's a bit of an head, but he's your standard of player. And surely we can afford more than open goal can pay him? Yeah, you think so. <laughs> I've seen podcast advertising stats and that's not a lot. So. Uh, I'm not, um, I, I know I got a bit, I get hounded for it actually, suggesting mm-hmm. it, and then um, that and Ricky Foster, which because his missus was a dick which I don't I still don't understand but um, that's came back to bite me in the arse but well, that time, he, that time Ricky Foster stuck. celebrated in front of our fans when he scored a goal I know what I think uh, I think it's a viable option to be it is, it's like, there's even a six month deal or a deal till January um, just to put himself in the window for a bigger club to come through and it fills a gap uh, he's a player that can play many positions and we are a team that need many positions filled. I think there's still room for someone to come in. I mean, the, the window's got about another week on it before it shuts, maybe even longer. I think, is it the 5th maybe that it closes? 5th October, I think so, yeah. I, I, I can't remember the exact date because it's always weird with Scotland versus England mm-hmm. window dates and that, but um, no, there's, there's still time for someone to come in and I reckon now more than ever we need somebody that can fill two or three positions. Mm-hmm. and can play well in each of them instead of it being somebody that's shite in one and good in the other yeah very true uh, we'll, we'll talk about maybe like the one highlight of this game then and that is um, Dylan Connolly's goal I'll let you that like I, I I do really like him and I think when he's when his first game against us, um, it was a poor game, and it was just a moment he had where um, he just showed a bit of fighting spirits out muscle someone Um and I said that that's a player that we really need. And he, he's shown it again there. He literally fought... Um, who was their defender again? I can't remember his name. Reynolds. Uh, yeah, Reynolds. Mark Reynolds. Mark, Mark Reynolds. Um, just absolutely like fought with him to get that ball back. And it's something that we, we've lacked um, for quite a while now. And it's really nice to see. And it was a well-worked finish. The highlight of the game for me is realising that Mark Reynolds isn't in our back line. Yeah, <laughs> things could be much hell. worse. <laughs> Can you imagine like the the rage on on this conversation if it was one of our centre halves that had let let that happen? I yeah. mean, that, if we got something from the game off the back of that, then that's you know that's that's been for um, unprofessional conduct or whatever else. Somebody <laughs> dismissal. Thank you. No, I'm I'm pretty glad that Mark Reynolds has never wore a Sutton shirt. I've got to say, but. That it was a, a good goal and it was good uh, pressure from Connolly and the frustrating thing is that 
that's proof that Dundee United were there to get at. Mm-hmm. Our centre halves aren't very good. Yeah. If you press them, they make mistakes. Um, teams have done that already this season and got some success. Again, I don't know why we didn't even consider doing that. And the only person that started to do it was Connolly when he came on the part. Um, good, good finish, good bit, uh, good bit of desire in the first instance to to win the ball from uh, Reynolds and a, a really good tidy finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, I was going to say something there, and I've completely blanked. Uh, <laughs> just thinking of Mark Reynolds in our defence, I'm horrified. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it is something that like. Like on form, um, Elke Dermis could do as well. Uh, you just—I know uh, Dermis has been slightly off the boil. I don't know if you can also relate that to the fact that he plays off the fans a lot, and there's no fans there to play off. It could easily be a factor. It's—we're going to need to stop using that as an excuse, though, because it doesn't look like we're going to get it back in any time soon. So, I don't think he gets the same kind of chances to to put away in, in the way we're playing just now either. I think. Mm-hmm. He's kind of been relied on almost to go and, and find the balls, and then it's him that's playing it back. Where you know, like, I know it's gone back quite a while now, but like his his winning against Aberdeen last season, where he's about, I think it was Callum McPherson that laid it off for him, and he, he put it away. Like I've not seen him have a chance like that for the entire season. Nine cares off the off the boil generally, but I think we're we're relying on him more than we did last season. But he was the kind of Kyle figure last yeah last year. It was like, mm-hmm. why don't you go and you know if you can do something then then good on you well we are quite solid elsewhere and this season he's kind of part of the unit and been relied on to, to do the same for others and, and it's just not quite working mm-hmm. yeah can't disagree with any of that I think that's the spot on a analogy of, of Dermis uh, particularly as form this season um, I think he's maybe the victim of poor setups, poor formations poor tactical um, instructions rather than actually not being a poor player, but being in poor form, I think it's a bit of both. He's not really done much, has he? Mm-hmm. Connolly's one I'm really um, looking forward to seeing more of, though, that to have a player that he's only fought seems to be sort of like a arse in front of his face right now. <laughs> um, uh, his only fought seems to be just to beat his man and to like, knock across him, so I think he's one that, for fuck's sake... <laughs> <laughs> For, for, for the listeners at home, what you can't see is uh, Craig's cat is terrorising him. Yep. Um, <laughs> aye, he's one that I reckon he's, he's probably going to get a lot more assists than he will goals this season. Um, just purely based on the fact that aye, he's only thought seems to be, you know, chuck it in the box and see what happens. But um, we need somebody to obviously put them in and score. <laughs> it's happening again. I know. I'll save you and move the conversation on. Did um, you, um, before we move on, did you see Connolly's socks after me mentioning it last week? Oh, no, no, I didn't. I'll need to actually properly have a look again. Nah, I've already seen a couple of Twitter mentions about how it's not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> this is I like... Thought, well, well predicted for last week. I thought they were coming. Where's the socks like, into the shin guards like McBurney? The last person I've ever heard moaned about like that was, remember Jose Katongo when he would never tuck his shirt in? It's like, <laughs> it was like that. It's like, fuck's sake. Oh. You're half time as well, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, looking towards the next game against Kilmarnock. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Jamie. Great research. <laughs> <laughs> if I applied for a press pass and everything, I was just trying to remember what I put in the email. It's, it's how much that Murn's just sucked the life out of me um, 
Uh, the one benefit of having to watch games at home is that you can gonna go, all right, okay, don't need to turn up and waste my Saturday afternoon. I uh, don't need to have that sorrow walk home just feeling <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kilmarnock coming up. How? So, are we going to see Erehon at left back? How are we going to fill this gap with t- that Tate's left? I think it's going to be Fraser at left back. Hmm. I think it's going to be Fraser in at left back and Cammy, Cammy at right back is my prediction. Um, and Goodwin to tinker with the form, uh, the lineup yet again. Uh, well, he has to in this case, but you know what I mean. I'd be pretty um, gutted for Cammy if the start for him we've all been crying out for for the last couple of weeks is at right back. I really feel sorry for him. <laughs> I think he's been dealt uh, a bad hand really the last couple of weeks. That's the, the League Cup group stage last year, like, all over. For me, like, if that happens, and I, I can totally see that happening, I think that's, that's dead on. Like, why play one player out of position when two out of position will, will do? Like, just, I know everyone's not ideal, but just stick them back at left back and then keep the rest of the team as, as normal as you can. Why you would play a right-footed centre-half at left back instead of at right back where he's, he's kind of made the position he's home and then play a midfielder who's crying out to be in a midfield, to be honest. Right back, where he never looked comfortable. Probably still play a beacon on the wing. Dumb this up top himself. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, I think, I agree with Mark. I think the sensible option is just to put Erehon at left back and try and keep things as is. Personally, um, at the top end, I would keep Erwin up front and just drop a beaker and play Connolly and uh, Dermis, McGrath in behind. But, um, just going back to the defence, we don't need to reshuffle it that that much. I mean, Erehon, he's not a great left back, but he has played there a, a more than a handful of times. He's probably competent enough to play there for a couple of games as well. Mm. Um, Tate's uh, banned, but the idea of Erehon up against Buck terrorises oh, me. Yeah, it, it terrifies me. I mean, he'll get terrorised, <laughs> but it terrifies me. Um, that's a really ropey kind of matchup, but I don't know what else we can do to, to battle against Tate being missing, to be honest. We might do something crazy and out of the box and put Foley in at left-back because he can play everywhere else. So try, try I, I feel they expect if Obika and Erwin and uh, Marias are out <laughs> uh, up front, Foley will be starting, leading the line. See, to be honest, I want more from Foley as well. I don't think he's been good mm. enough. I, I think he's maybe similar to Dermis, a victim of get moved around and poor tactical thing but for a guy that's a vice captain and vastly experienced in the English lower leagues I kinda when we're in the trenches or when we're up against it we need more from a guy like that in the last couple of games he's not really turned up for me my opinion anyway last year Foley was it was quite stark seeing Foley come into the team and what he brought as opposed to Stephen McGinn as McGinn's level is going to drop off and to be honest Foley this year is playing like McGinn Last year, he's a bit of a passenger at times, and it's not what I expected. He was my player of the year as an absolute landslide last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, if I was sticking a three man midfield, I think Erehon and Kami either side of Foley doing doing the running, covering the full backs, and letting Foley pull strings is kind of as close as you're going to get to, to our kind of strongest midfield without McGuinness and, and fun there. But um, I, I think he's. He's kind of suffering by for being asked to do three or four jobs every 
every game just now because he's essentially a centre-half when we sit that deep. He's expected to be the one laying it off for others in, in midfield when you've got guys kind of spread out far and wide. And I, I think he's, he's kind of letting it pass him by a bit. But I, I don't even know if I want to blame him for that or if it's if it's Goodwin or it's, it's others in the team that are kind of letting him down. But mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, I agree with you 100%. I think uh, Foley in there with legs around him, like Erdogan and McPherson's a good, a good setup. Um, the comparisons to McGinn in his final year, it's quite scary actually. I didn't really think about it that way, but it's, it's really, really similar. I hope it's just a bad patch rather than him on the downturn, you know, because again, it's experience. We can't afford to have a guy like that as a passenger on the team. Uh, we really can't, but um, I think that that kind of three in the middle, as you said, is is probably our best best eleven or best midfield. I don't know, maybe if you'll try and play Sharon again on Saturday. Mm. Uh, maybe have some days a sitter to battle against Kilty against Kelly. Greg Kilty, I thought he's kinda of good. He plays in that kind of ten role and causes problem. Him and that Kibamba got a good kind of understanding. Um that's he's going to give our centre half a hell of a time, Kibamba, but when it drops into that hole, we need somebody sitting on Kilty, so I don't know if we'll maybe sacrifice somebody and see Sharon again, I don't know. It's probably a good shout actually, this is might be one of the perfect games for Sharon to win like a few um, of the fans back, I know fans um, quite well, he has had a few disappointing matches but we did see a good performance out of him and we know that he can have that performance and like this is a good game to get the physicality of him on our side to um, to hopefully do something. Uh, I'll move on to predictions. Uh, my prediction is we'll probably lose one 0 with a Calm Waters screamer. Um, just, just for Craig. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Fucker. <laughs> Assisted by Kirk Broadfoot. If he's on the park, I don't know if he's even on the park this season. Um, but yeah, that's my prediction. <laughs> Anyone else got? I'm going to go for a bold score draw. Mm-hmm. Kelly have scored eleven and lost eleven in the league zero goal difference so they, they lose goals and they score goals I'm going to go a score draw I will go for a very optimistic because one of us has to be 1-0 uh, um, <laughs> via a penalty with Broadfoot getting sent off <laughs> I can dream I think it's both teams to score Waters at left back and Millen at right back if we're not targeting that all week in training <laughs> and, then, and then trying to do something there with playing to be up at the top, then, then God knows, to be honest. But the, you saw, I don't know if you've watched the, the highlights of them against Hamilton. Um, they, they, they look dangerous at times. Uh, they've absolutely got, got goals in them. The Burke's in the form of his, his life. Yeah. So now he's, yeah. he, looks, he looks really, really good. Uh, Brosey getting sent off, I think, is a, a, um, a big help. Because he would absolutely be finding those wee pockets of space that Shankland did and, and kind of bullied us a bit at the, the weekend. <laughs> did you see Kabamba tackle himself? One <laughs> yeah. Absolutely incredible. It's, I'd be uh, worth. Oh, 100%. Uh, that was a comedy <laughs> moment, but uh, you're right about that. That's a hat-trick on Saturday, guaranteed <laughs> now. now that. Right, so it's one of the ones that's a potential banana skin fixture because they're no long off spanking Dundee United and we could end up getting one if we're not careful equally it's, it could be tight 1-0 and if any Kilmarnock fans happen to be listening I sold um, Yusuf Malumbu a dongle the other day 
uh, I tried to get him on a contract. Ooh. He said, oh, no, no, wait, I, I don't go. <laughs> tried to get him on a contract. <laughs> I, I tried to get him on a contract, and he said, friends. said he didn't know how long he'd be here for. So he's not in it for the long haul. Can you play? Uh, like? <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, what was your prediction, Mark? You didn't. Oh, you're going to force me to. Yeah, you need, you need one. Two-one, Kelly. I think probably the, the most likely, most likely score. Unfortunately, true misery form. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yep. And uh, now it's time for this. Hello, I'm Stephen Thompson. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and I've actually, I, I did admit last week that I hadn't properly researched it, and I've, I've got some proper things here now. So. My prediction here is Mark's going to win this, so no pressure. I don't. I know Craig's not going to win it, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're holding me up as a kind of carefree corner type with a font of all knowledge. I can promise you that's not the case. <laughs> um. So I was born on the tenth of December, nineteen seventy-six. So he's forty-three. Started his career at Rangers, uh, and between nineteen ninety-four to nineteen ninety-seven, he had three appearances. Ryan McGinty. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, oh, that's shit, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. How did you get that? Um, I oh, Years ago, a guy in my work, it's a, it's a sad, it's a shite story, but a guy in my work had this spreadsheet thing and it was every nine in a row player. He's a Rangers man, obviously. Every guy he ever played for Rangers during nine in a row. And he ended up stuck on two, and we eventually found it. And one, one of the two was Brian McGinty. So I looked into it, and I knew the period he played for Rangers and the the appearances and that. So I just took a stab at it. But I think I'm always at a disadvantage because you guys play football manager, and I don't. <laughs> that is true. My knowledge yeah. of football is mainly due to that and geography. So. Come back I, next I year. I'm just going to spend a year shut away in my spare room, <laughs> just playing football manager. <laughs> Try the ages of 5 to 25 slash 30 and you might be getting close to the amount of dedication it takes to really get to grips with the football manager database mm-hmm. top to bottom <laughs> every season. There's nothing more satisfying than seeing a guy sign for a club in real life that he signed for 10 years ago in your save. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Stuart Kettlewell is the Man United manager. <laughs> <laughs> He's also the Man, Man United goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A good point, man. Well, I was saying before when we were talking about football manager, I have a 500,000 seater uh, arena named after me in Madrid. So nice. I, I just like a lot of Spanish people going to the Coburn Arena. Sounds good. Uh, that's that's, oh, that, that's is just. It the, is it the Coburn Arena? I've been pronouncing it wrong. Fuck off. <laughs> is that Spanish pronunciation? I was going to say, is that. Sorry about that. that. Local, local dialect. <sighs> yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just a reminder that there is a competition on Twitter the Now to win one of our face masks uh, just retweet, like it, make sure you follow us uh, there are a lot of professional compers entering it now don't worry, they are not going to win Sally from Pennsylvania is not winning a, a Misery Hunter's face mask I'll I'll keep redrawing it until we have someone that's actually a Sitmon fan and po- hopefully walking distance from my house I don't need to actually post it again But um. it's, it's, uh, it's not an American election mate you can't rig it yeah. you just need to have if Sally wins it, Sally wins it. Sally can you fuck be careful, off. you might end up with one of the weirdos for Alwa. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Have you entered it, Craig? Is that what you're saying? I don't think no, we can win my it. wife has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, um, and if you want to buy any merch, jump on that as well. Uh, I think that is everything, unless anyone else has anything to add. No? I do. All right. Fuck Alex Ray. Fuck Alex Ray. <laughs> Fuck the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Warren Shankland. Yes. <laughs> but most importantly, Alex Ray. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.